Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us in this episode of Taking the Road Less Traveled Through a Disrupted World with David Irvin and myself, Allie Stone. podcast is to have open-hearted, real conversations about our authentic journey through this disrupted time in our world. And we also feel that what we learn from this journey will be able to apply to an emerging new world when we come out the other side. In our commitment to make a difference to difference makers, we want to use this podcast to explore what's happening in this time in our lives and as well as what's happening in the lives of those of you who are committed to making a difference making a difference the authentic way. Now, David's mission is to connect leaders to their authentic selves, which inspires and enables them to have a meaningful impact on their organizations, communities, and even their families. David says leadership at its core is about influence and it has nothing to do with our titles or the letters behind our names or even the sizes of our offices. Leadership is about the capacity to inspire others to action. It truly is about making a difference. And Allie Stone has joined me on this journey as she has a deep understanding of what it means to lead authentically. She has spent the last 15 years of her career exploring what caring leadership looks like and how organizations can be built from the heart and still be truly successful. For Allie, leadership is life. She believes anything involving human connection is all interconnected in the experience of living. And she is passionate about working with other leaders who are inspired to create something similar. It is her belief that sharing her lessons will help other leaders gain deeper insights and understanding as to the infinite possibility that lies ahead for each of us when we connect with our hearts. All right. Welcome. Uh, It's so nice to be back here for another week post Canadian Thanksgiving. (laughs) I, uh, I sent Dave a message earlier and I said, I think it would be a really good idea to talk about gratitude on our podcast this week. Um, For a couple of reasons. Number one is I think gratitude is, it has been integral to my life. Um, when I can live and uh, be in a space of gratitude, no matter what is happening in the circumstances around me, I can find the gifts in the growth is how I like to describe it. And I also think gratitude creates a ripple. And I think that when we express or share gratitude that we create a energy or a feeling around us that other people want to then be around. And we start to create this positive impact and ripple in the world. And I thought, ah, what a better time to talk about gratitude than Thanksgiving. (laughs) We're all talking about what we are thankful for right now. So um, I thought that would be a really great thing to talk about, um, especially as it relates to the authentic journey. So welcome, Dave. I am so excited to be here with you again today. Let's, uh, let's dive into this a little bit. What are your thoughts on gratitude? So Ali has always come up with great topics for us to talk about. And uh, when I can't come up with a topic, you always seem to come in and, uh, and enter with, uh, with something wise. So I, I just need to step back for a little bit and give some of my general philosophy around gratitude. 
Because in my opinion, in my experience and research, uh, gratitude actually isn't a feeling, it's an action. And what I mean by that is that there are certain ways that we can change our state. If we are, for example, um, down or low, we can change our state by doing something. Action can actually impact your life. For example, there are days we've all had these moments uh, where we didn't feel like exercising and I'm low and I'm low on energy and I don't feel good about myself. And I think I'm, I'm just, I don't feel like exercising today. We've all had those days and we've all had probably the experience of saying, I don't feel like doing this. And by feeling, I, I always say we need to act our way into right feeling. You don't feel your way into right action. So if you want to feel better, don't wait to feel like exercising. Go and exercise, and by taking the action, you will, it will actually change the pattern in your brain. You may not be spectacular in your exercise regime, but just by taking the action will change the brain patterning. If you don't feel very close to your spouse, for example, the best thing to do is go and buy her a card or him a card or do something that would help your spouse or significant other feel appreciated. And by taking that action that shows that you appreciate them, it will change the way you feel about the other person. Don't wait till you feel close. Take the action. So that's a basic premise. And I need to remind myself of that frequently because I am, I have my disposition is some people are seemingly wired for optimism and I'm not, I have to be actually intentional about overriding my brain patterns because I can wake up in the morning and my first thought is all the things that I screwed up on yesterday and then take myself into a very dark place before I even get out of bed, for heaven's sakes. And I have to be intentional on certain uh, thoughts that I have that lead to action it, it, early in the morning, even if I don't feel them. Now, what does all this long spiel have to do with gratitude? Gratitude is an action to take me into a different state. So while I'm lying in bed, I have trained myself to actually experience what am I grateful for, especially if I wake up with negative thoughts. Being authentic doesn't mean that I don't pretend that those thoughts aren't there, but I do assess there are some times where thoughts just are not helpful. Just because they're in my brain, it, in fact, I think most thoughts aren't terribly useful. Sometimes I just create this horror movie in my mind before I even get out of bed. It's like turning on a horror movie before I even get out of bed. That's why I don't have a television in my room, but because I have my television already in my own head, I don't need another one. Anyway, it really has been a very important discipline for me to lie in bed and think of five things that I'm sincerely grateful for. And it isn't just a feeling of being grateful. I actually go into that place. First of all, when I open my eyes or even close my eyes, I'm lying in bed and I can feel, I can breathe. And I can actually be grateful for being alive. I have another day ahead of me. And I can be grateful that I've been given another day of life, that I got through the night, 
and I can be grateful for the woman who's lying beside me. And I can just stop and feel that gratitude. And I can feel the gratitude for the friends in my life, for knowing that you and I are going to have a podcast today and that we can maybe have an opportunity to make a difference in the world. And I can be grateful for the house that I live in because it was snowing yesterday and there was snow on the ground, but there isn't snow in my bedroom. And I can be grateful that I have a house to live in. And, and, and I can be grateful that we have a furnace. And in this moment, I can feel safe and grateful. And that will lift me out of bed in a very different place by taking the action, not just to wait till the feelings come, but by taking the action to put myself in a state of gratitude and it will change my whole body and it will change the way that I approach my day. So that's probably a lot longer answer than you needed, but those are my thoughts immediately on gratitude. What are some of your experience with gratitude? Well, I just think immediately, I think gratitude is presence. So um, it's the ability to stop and be in the moment. And then I always like this quote, but trade your expectations for appreciation. And um, when I think of that, (laughs) everything changes. Um, So you're talking about this horror movie and I know it. (laughs) I know I'm like nodding. I'm like, "Mm -hmm, yeah, I know your horror movie. (laughs) And um, it can get away on us, Uh, you know, in, in mindfulness-based stress reduction in, in, in that certification that I've done, they talk a lot about mind traps and how easy it is to become stuck in this kind of negative perpetuating way of thinking. And the more we do that, you know, and I'm just kind of giving you the other side of what you're saying, but the more we do that, the more we reinforce those, uh, brain patterns or neural pathways. Right. So, choosing to appreciate rather than de-appreciate or uh, see the negative in things, again, uh, just rewires those circuits in our brains. And I think it's just so incredibly important. But here's the thing about gratitude is that I think sometimes, and even for myself, we become afraid of it. Because to be grateful you have to access a place within yourself that is deeply vulnerable. You have to access that this is not infinite, that this is actually finite, that this time will not last forever. And when I sit down, and so I do the same thing as you, especially in the morning, so before I even put my feet down off my bed, I try to think of at least one thing that I'm grateful for. And it's usually my husband and my old dog. And I'll reach over and I'll touch him and I'll think, I've already had 15 years with this dog. And I know that this is coming to an end. And that can be really hard to access. But at the same time, something happens. I get this groundswell, this feeling, this like warming in my heart. And while at the same time, I'm sad that this is coming to an end, I have this immense feeling of love that comes into my body that just completely overwhelms me. So it's vulnerable. You have to access empathy. You have to access all of these like really hard feelings of 
that are all part of this authentic journey um, that are scary and that our fear kicks in and says, oh, don't go there, don't go there, <laughs> right? Like that's, that's hard to think about. But when you do go there, something cracks, like a little light gets into your heart and it just gets warmer and warmer and warmer every time. And it's funny, I know when I haven't expressed gratitude for a few days, I'll be like, oh, you know, I'll be going around and I'm just like, I'm, I'm doing, I am not being, I am doing, my head is down, I'm checking tasks off a list and something, and I'm, I'm good at practicing it now, thank goodness, but it took a long time. And then I'll be sitting here in my office and I'll look down and I'll see my little old dog and I'll be like, I didn't look at you all day. I didn't give you a snuggle. I didn't, whatever, right? And so then this gratitude starts to creep back into my heart. And I just think it's such a beautiful experience. But that itself has taken practice. So that has taken time and intentionality and working at it. And um, I think it's interesting too, when Chris got sick, I probably didn't think about being grateful for six months. And it was a really dark time in my life. And I remember, like, I literally had a breakdown. Like, I literally got in my car one day and tried to go back to work. And I sat outside the office and I cried for like an hour in my car. <laughs> and my friend Hadley came out and got me. And I tried to come in and I could, I just couldn't do it. It just wasn't happening. And so I realized at that moment that I hadn't been taking care of myself, but I also hadn't been trying to find any good in my life. So all I had been focusing on was negative for six months. And it was incredible that that's where that took me too. So it's really cool to like, when you uh, learn to um, work with, I just call it working with gratitude because it's not like you always live there. You like work with it, you play with it. It's like Play-Doh. <laughs> sometimes it's there for you, sometimes it's not, that's okay. But when I made that realization that I hadn't, really looked at it or expressed it in that long and then made the correlation to how I was feeling, I was like, never again. <laughs> so, you know, like I have, I have a sticky note right here that says express gratitude. <laughs> I have a sticky note beside my bed that says, how do you feel today? And then in brackets, it says, what are you grateful for? <laughs> you know, like it's so incredibly important. And I think it's really easy to forget that sometimes. So that's kind of, yeah, where my mind goes around gratitude too. So. Well, there's so many places that I could enter in and, and uh, continue to converse around this. So you've said a couple of really important things, Ali. First of all, I, th I find it very fascinating, your notion of the vulnerability of gratitude, because it's, it's about being present. And with that, you can't actually help but be grateful if you're actually present. That most of us just, and I, I speak for myself here, how easy it is to just skip through life and how uncomfortable it is to just be present. It's so much easier to think of what we're going to do when the podcast is over yeah. than it is to actually be, be connected and present in this moment. And it's a vulnerable moment. Mm -hmm. And I know there are days where it's, I make up in my mind that it's too painful to be there, but will, if I actually allow myself to take the action of being present and just notice that I'm not present, that's being present. And if I actually notice it, it's not nearly as frightening as what I make up my mind yeah. that it's going to be. Yeah. 
if I just allow myself to be present. And I'm also intrigued by the difference in, in your relationships when you are present, you bring gratitude in and that how that impacts caring for Chris. And I'll tell you the experience that triggered for me when you were sharing your story is taking care of my brother mm-hmm. and how um, there were days I, I spent one day a week with him and cared for him while he was dying from brain cancer. And I would, you know, sub off. I didn't do the heavy lifting. He had his two caregivers and his wife that were there at home taking care of, but I would sub the caregivers off um, once a week. And I remember after a day of caring for him, and then I would just be um, exhausted with just like he had asphasia, so he couldn't talk. And I would just uh, often, he couldn't string to more than a few words together. And I would be caring for him. And then I would sit in the car in his driveway after I was done and I would just cry. Mm-hmm. And you just helped me articulate what in ways transformed. And I can't say that it was a specific moment, but over the course of caring for him, I transformed the work of caring into gratitude. The grieving became gratitude because it was opening me to life. It was opening me. There were gifts that were coming out of his illness that were his dying was really helping me with my living. And it was probably the greatest gift my brother ever gave to me is helping me, helping me help him take him through the dying process. And I don't know that I would have articulated it then, but there was a sense of gratitude that transformed that experience. It wasn't like I was grateful. It's not a head thing. It's not like I could talk my way into being grateful for his illness. That would be denial. But it was transforming the grief into a deep and profound sense of, first of all, the impermanence of everything in life and the horribleness of that and the gift of that to recognize that this is where life is lived is in the moment. Mm-hmm. And somehow or other moving through that brought me into a state of gratitude. Yeah, I think that that's so beautiful. I think, you know, sometimes these hard things in our lives help us access vulnerability. You know, when we've, when we've uh, had that fear trigger that kind of like stops us from going there, sometimes life will just be like, look, it's time for you to experience this. <laughs> this is your time. So let's work on this together. We're going to have to work on our empathy and be vulnerable or else you're going to miss this entire experience right now. And you know, as you're talking, I was thinking about, oh, my granny, I loved her so much. She was just the best. So I'm kind of like there a lot taking care of her towards the end of her life. And I remember at the start, I was so frustrated with the lack of care for seniors and the lack of, so the lack of care just in the healthcare system, and then the lack of care and compassion just in the world. And then, you know, it was funny. It was like one day I walked in and I was like, but I have it. Right. And, and it just turned into this thing where I showed up, you know, a couple times a week and I would give her pedicures and massage her legs and, you know, all the way to the end to the hospice. So this was about a five year journey for me, but I remember same thing, like walking out some days and just feeling so sad yet so grateful and just raw but it's like this yeah this sense that you can't articulate it it's all in your heart and I truly believe that's what life is I think that is when people are like life is beautiful 
<laughs> there it is. That's what it is, right? Like these moments of presence and just with people you love and you care about and you'll never forget them. You know, your heart will never forget them. So I think that that's really cool. It's very cool. And I, I also have this picture that whenever I feel bitter or angry or judgmental, I have forgotten this. And if I can just stop, and if I, I, I know that feeling of entitlement, that, hey, I deserve this, I want it, I, I, it's not happening, and life isn't happening on my terms, I'm usually in the future. Mm-hmm. And if I can just stop and feel my feet on the ground, take a deep breath, feel the power of life, the life force going through me, just feel being alive, and feel the gratitude of that, and be with that, it can transform that surface negative talk that my mind is, where my mind is taking me. Mm-hmm. And the, the one thing I would love to ask is how does that impact your leadership when you can be in that place, when we're frustrated with a team member, when we're in a place of, which is real, it's, that's authentic, how can, how can gratitude help us get through the challenge of leadership, not to mention the challenge of life? What is, how does it impact leadership? What does it have to do with you as a leader, Allie? Well, I think it just connects us back to our authenticity. It connects us back to who we are. And so when we can find, and gratitude might not be the right word for me, but it's more like presence. When I can find presence in a moment that's challenging with a team member, I know that it's more than this one experience (laughs) and that they need something from me right now. And maybe I need something from them or whatever that is, but this isn't like the end all be all. And it doesn't have to be as big as my mind might be making it. And so sometimes like that goes back to those mind traps and, and all of these things that happen. Right. And so just presence and gratitude, just bring you back out of that like negative space. Right. Um, I don't know if you've ever read uh, living with uncertainty and change, living beautifully, uh, living with uncertainty and change by Pema Chodron, but it's like the Buddhist (laughs) expression of uh I don't know, what would you call it? The paradox of being human, (laughs) right? So it's like in and out of this and that is the journey and that's totally okay. It's like when we talk about meditating, people are like, oh, I can't meditate. My thoughts are coming in. Like, no, you're actually, you're meditating. (laughs) That's what it is. It's meant, you're meant to pull yourself back in and out. It's part of the journey. And um, so Buddhists have a really cool way of describing that, which I mean, I'm sure lots of other people do, but uh, that book's really beautiful. If you've never read it, give it a well, especially Emma's way of describing it. Oh, she really translates yeah. Buddhism into some very practical. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. So what do we want to leave our listeners with today? Sometimes it's hard for me to be grateful when I'm frustrated or I'm dealing with life and I'm not there. And I, and, and I think if I, I, I hear sometimes even your voice say, I should be grateful right now. And I don't bloody feel very grateful right now. I feel spoiled and I feel put off and I feel like the world is doing me in. Mm -hmm. 
And I love what I'm going to take away from this conversation is instead of trying to be grateful, what you've invited us to do today is to be present and just be present to whatever I'm feeling right now. And it's like a river where the water runs into it. The gratitude will run in to presence. Yeah. And that sounds a little esoteric, but it actually is the way to enter into gratitude is just by being present to this moment and then just be aware of how gratitude will come to us. Yeah. Yeah. And I think don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> You're going to bounce in and out. It's okay. It's normal. You're not, you don't have to persecute yourself in your brain. The key is awareness right? And we, we bounce out, we come back. We bounce out, we come back. That's, that's how it is. I, I, I don't know if it's any other way, but that's definitely the experience of my life. So um, you learn to become more okay with that and accept it for what it is. And that is also presence. So yeah. I'm grateful for this incredible journey that we are on. Oh man, yeah. So uh, that we're here learning and contributing and experiencing what it's like to be more fully human. Thank you so much for joining us once again for another episode of The Other Everest. It's our mission to continue to bring you engaging, heartwarming, and inspiring content. So if you have any feedback or suggestions, please feel free to visit davidirvin.com at any time as we would love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please rate it or subscribe or simply share the episodes with people you know who would also enjoy this conversation. Authentic leaders create ripples in time. Those ripples extend to generations yet unborn. And it's not just impact in the here and now, but impact in here and forever. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for being a part of this journey with us until we meet again.